Welcome to Rise Through Style, a podcast for women who are on a path to claim more for themselves by curating a life, style, and business of their design. Here, we step into who we are meant to be with audacity, ownership, full expression, and of course, style. I'm your host, Christy Russell, image consultant, speaker, and coach, whose goal is to help women rise by helping them transform their lives as they step into a world of possibilities and the woman they are meant to become. Hello, hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to another episode. As always, I am so thrilled to be talking to you today. Now, today we're going to be taking a little bit of a business turn for my personal stylists in particular. Although if you are an entrepreneur, especially a creative entrepreneur, you will definitely get a lot out of this episode because we're going to talk today about how to scale your personal styling business or how to grow your personal styling business. Because this has to be one of the things that I am asked most often on social media from my peers, others in the industry, even other entrepreneurs that aren't personal stylists and that just want to ask me some business related questions. And so I thought we would jump into a full podcast breaking down how to do so. Now, before we get into all the meat and potatoes of everything, I wanted to let you know that the doors are open for my Style CEO program. This is a program that's actually a hybrid of both coaching because I offer weekly coaching calls alongside a 10-week program that will teach you all the nuts and bolts on how to create a business of your own design that makes you feel expansive and allows you to have fun and share your passion with others whilst also being well compensated. We go through everything from success routines, business basics, how to market yourself, how to create a brand that speaks to who you want to be, the clients that you want to work with, how to communicate to your clients so that you aren't making just a bunch of fashion content that's ultimately getting crickets as a result of that. Cause that can be incredibly frustrating. I know because I used to be there. <laughs> um, we're also going to talk about, talk about, sorry, how to get featured in media. We're going to talk about how to scale, how to be supported by team members, how to grow your business, how to scale your offers, how to create sustainable, scalable offers, how to have boundaries around what you do, and so much more. There is literally no stone I've left unturned when it comes into this business program for stylists or creative entrepreneurs. We sometimes have life coaches, photographers, etc. in this program. You're more than welcome if you are a creative, creative entrepreneur as well. And this is a program that I put together because I wanted this type of information when I began my business. My first year in business, because I literally had no idea what I was doing other than styling. I knew how to style, but I didn't know how to run a business. I didn't know how to grow a business. And so as a result of that, with floundering around and trying to figure things out in a very messy way, which is not necessarily a bad thing, I always recommend messy action, but I was really lost. And as a result of that, my very first year in business, I made (laughs) $9,000, which was definitely not the goal I had for myself. And so now to be in a position where I've had six figures months and I've made millions of dollars at this point, I would love to be able to share with you the blueprint that I've used that you can customize yourself. This is all timeless information so that you can create a business on your own terms that feels again, so, so good. And that allows you to work with your soulmate clients. And as I mentioned, there's a ton of coaching in this. I give weekly coaching calls to the people that come into style CEO because business 
needs some custom support. Sometimes you need to be able to ask those, you know, questions that are really pressing to you to get that feedback on what your next steps might look like. And so for that reason, I offer weekly coaching calls within Style CEO so you can hear what other entrepreneurs are working on. Because again, there's always very similar things that we're all going through, but more importantly, so that you can ask your questions as well. And so this is actually the last week that Style CEO is open for registration. And so if you would like to join me and all the other entrepreneurs on how to grow and scale your business on your own terms in a way that makes you feel expensive and like and allows you to have fun, I would love to have you. The doors close this upcoming Saturday and I will leave the uh, link for this program in the show notes. Again, doors close this Saturday, April the 8th, but I would be so very honored to help. Now, let's dive into the meat and potatoes on how to scale your personal styling business. Because again, this is something that seems to elude many stylists and creative entrepreneurs. And again, I, I was here. <laughs> and I think honestly, part of the reason for this is because we are so good at our craft, right? My creatives, I mean, you guys know, we, we just operate a little differently. And so sometimes the logistical end of things, the logical side of us is like, well, like what the heck is going on? Like, I just want to do the things. I want to style the people and share what I know. But like the business stuff sounds super boring. And if that's you, I get it. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like that. <laughs> um, but again, like one of the things that I've discovered over the years was I had to fire, quote unquote, my stylist self from running my business. And I had to hire and onboard the CEO version of myself, which for those of you that follow energetics, yes, that might sound like a, ma a lot of masculine energy. But I'm telling you, this has actually been one of the best things that has allowed the creative, more feminine version of myself to just explode within my business and really have some fun. And it hasn't felt dull or boring or too masculine and heavy whatsoever because I created some boundaries and parameters for myself to have space to thrive and grow. And so again, if you are someone where the business thing just hasn't felt very organic to you, don't beat yourself up about it. Again, this is not something that any of us are pulled aside in school to learn how to do unless we physically take a business course. And even then the online space and business nowadays, I mean, there are timeless principles, yes, but things change quickly. And so all that to say, you are not alone. I feel like a lot of creative entrepreneurs were kind of left in the dust sometimes because we don't have the most traditional of jobs. And so once I figured out these things, and again, I expand on them even more deeply inside of Style CEO, everything changed. So let's jump into point number one, which is clarity and vision. Now, some of you may think, well, huh, I talked to my clients about clarity and vision. <laughs> and you've heard me also speak about clarity and vision in style when I'm speaking to my clients when they're first trying to figure out a style for themselves. And you probably do the same thing for your clients as well. Or if you're a photographer, you probably ask your clients, what's their vision for the photo shoot? What do they want to see as the overall outcome? This is no different in your business. You have to have metrics to go by on like, how are you going to know once you actually got to the quote unquote end goal, if you will. And one of the ways of doing that is to create clarity and a vision around what it, the heck it is that you're trying to do, right? And so 
you got to figure out, you know, number one, where do you want your business to grow in? Like, is this something you see online or in person? Do you see it navigating both worlds potentially? How much money do you want to make? What kind of clients are you looking to serve? You know, what's, uh, what's the kind of content you want to share with people? What are the things that you want to talk about? And sometimes the vision question I find can be scary for people because we feel like very often once we claim a vision that we have to stick with it right? Like we're nailed and tied to that vision forever. And the one thing I want to offer, if, if that's you listening, is that your vision will pivot. It will shift and grow and enrich over time. So my vision, when I began my business and still to this day has always been to help women feel beautiful and rise and be, do, and have more in their lives. That has always been the same consistent in my business since day one. However, who I help and how I help them has changed over time. And so there has been nuances that have slightly shifted for me over the years as I've served people in my business. And I've gotten more clear now about who I want to serve, what type of client I want to talk to, et cetera. And so the client that I helped on day one in my business is similar, but also different now. And so I'm sharing that to say that you want to give yourself permission here to claim a vision for yourself, but also be flexible enough that as you really get into the thick of it with your business, that you can allow it to change. Just like our style evolves with us, your business vision will also evolve with you. But in the interim, it's really important that you you give yourself some clarity so that you have a direction to follow in the first place. Again, some parameters so that you know with every action you take, with everything you create, with everyone you interact with, you're clear about the fact that this is ultimately serving the end goal and vision you have for yourself, or you are clear about whether this is ultimately detracting from that. And again, I know that might sound a little bit boring, but it can be very clarifying and helpful for us to feel like we are making progress because a lot of the time we start to feel that frustration when we're not really feeling any momentum in our business. And so a lot of that can be cleared up from the clarity. Again, giving yourself some metrics, what are the goalposts you'll know so that when you hit them, you're like, oh yeah, like I I am making progress progress. I am moving forward. This is the direction I ultimately want to go through. You know, I might not see massive, massive leaps just yet, but like I can see the incremental changes that are happening. Right. And so getting really clear on that is so, so important. And then making sure that you've also got routines and, and, and tools that ultimately support that. And so again, some of the routines and things even that I do to this day that help me succeed and that support me every single day, um, and all, all times through my business are things that I cover more in depth inside of style CEO, but just alone, the whole nailing your vision and clarity, it may sound cliche. You might eye roll at it, but trust me, you need it. <laughs> okay. You gotta have some metrics and a clear vision to follow in order to move forward. So what's, what's the end goal and getting clear on that? Because if you're anything like me, and I promise I'll move on after this, <laughs> don't want to harp on it. But I was just so happy to be in styling when I began. And maybe some of you are like that. You are so just happy to be doing your craft that you forgot to look in the vision. Your vision might have just been you want to style people. And that's great. Like so fantastic, right? Glad you're doing it. Glad you started. But now like what's the actual vision within that? And so allow yourself to play and imagine and get clear on that first because that will help me- lost my words, will help you move the business needle forward for you.
Now, the second portion to scaling your styling business is to show up, ready? Daily. Daily, okay? Daily. (laughs) Things on social media nowadays and in our world, in any media, whether it is social or traditional media, it moves very, very fast, very fast. And it's noisy online. And although it's noisy, I do not believe in oversaturated markets. And that's a whole other topic that we could talk about a different day. But in order to be seen, right? Because you have to be seen for people to learn about your business. You need to show up for your people daily. That's how they will find you. And not only that, but especially in the online world today, even if these people translate to in-person clients, part of the reason with showing up daily is that you want your people to know that if they buy something from you, you're not just going to disappear, right? Because there's still a little bit of hesitancy with people buying from others online. I think it's a lot more normalized than it used to be, but it can, it can be very unnerving to purchase something from a total stranger on the internet. And so you want to show up daily for your people, not only to let them know that you will still be there, but also number two, to just share your passion and your knowledge. So many people are afraid of quote unquote, giving it all away on social media. And again, I don't really think that there's such a thing Okay. Like many of you have been with me for years, not everybody, of course, but a lot of people have been with me for years. And I've had so many people in my DMS or emails over the years saying, Oh my God, you know, my style has completely transformed. My business has completely transformed. And I have never, ever met them, never met them. But I know that my platform has become a go-to resource for them because of the quality of the content and how often I show up. I'm very consistent with the things that I, I do. And so because of that, people were returning to see what I had posted, what I've shared. They know a lot of, like some of you know my dog's name for gosh sake. <laughs> you know that I'm a stationary nerd or that I love color. And you, I don't know, you may have followed me on Vlogmas on YouTube where Sean and I share more of our personal life, my husband and I. And I love that. I just, I so love that. And so not only have I allowed people to get to know me, but again, I'm there to show quality content all the time so that hopefully my, my goal is always that you can take something away from it, right? There's value there for you and value can look like different things. This does not mean how to content all the time, but again, just value for people like be there for them, share your opinion. Your opinion also does not have to agree with everybody, <laughs> but consistency is everything. You know, there's so many people doing hacks about growth and all these things And let me tell you, the only hack you need to know is to be consistent, okay? That's the sexy hack you're looking for, okay? Part of the reason why so many people are successful is they show up daily because your business, whether it's styling or some other creative endeavor, that is your job. Can you imagine having a nine to five and not showing up every day and being like, oh, I don't feel like it today, maybe tomorrow right? You, your manager or your boss would not be very happy about that. And so again, show up daily, both for yourself, because you want that forward momentum and you desire to serve people, but also because you want that growth. You need to be seen in order for your business to scale the way that you want it to. 
Um, and so again, like share your knowledge with your people. It's so incredibly valuable. And stylists, I know I've said this before. If you follow me on Instagram, you've probably heard me say this before, but outfit challenges and outfit videos, if that's all you're posting, is not going to create the kind of momentum that you're looking for. It may gain followers, but it doesn't always necessarily translate into sales, right? Because you're showcasing a product and that's what people will be interested in purchasing versus talking about how you can help your people and mirroring that you understand them, right? And so just make sure if you're doing that type of content, you're balancing it out so you don't come off like a blogger, right? Because if people see you as an influencer and content creator, number one, you're probably going to feel like you're in competition with influencers and content creators, which I hear so often with stylists and image consultants. I hear that all the time. But number two, you're training your audience to also view you that way versus the trusted expert around style and fashion that can help them with something, right? And so again, make sure you're consistent, but make sure again, your content is in an alignment with your clarity and the vision that we talked about uh, first off. Now, the third portion to scaling your personal styling business is to create scalable offers. And so Offers, again, are something that plague a lot of, uh, I would say all business owners, uh, creatives for sure, and definitely stylists, or at least I'm speaking for myself anyway. I was just like very confused about the whole thing, <laughs> to be honest, because when I got into the industry, and I feel like this is very common with a lot of people, we just know to offer the things that are the industry norm, if you will. And we don't really think about the fact as to whether we actually like the service that we're offering and whether we want to do this long-term. And so again, I, I, I urge everyone that I work with and coach to make sure that the things you're doing in your business are actually things you enjoy doing, because if not, you are the one that runs the show and you can change it at any time you please. And so even for myself, as an example, to this day, I have never, ever, ever offered an organizing service for a closet because I can't think of anything worse to do. <laughs> <laughs> like the label maker and folding all the clothes and getting the clear bins and all the stuff. Like I just can't think of anything worse, but that's me. And so because of that, I don't offer that in my service because I wouldn't want to talk about it and share it with people because I can't think of anything worse to do. I would rather watch grass grow, but there are some people like the Monica Gellers of the world really want to get in there and they want to get their label maker out and they thrive off that, like that organized, um, look of all the clothing and all the things. And don't get me wrong, it looks beautiful, 100%. And so those type of people that love that stuff should be doing those services, right? And so again, it's not a one size fits all in business. You got to find things that feel good to you so that you can ultimately step into something that you want to show up to every single day, tying that obviously with what your people need. And so that's the first part of it. But then you got to think about the fact that your offers need to be scalable. And so you can either be a stylist that grows your one-to-one -one styling, of course, but really the only way you're going to be scaled to scale that offer is to make it more expensive as you go on, as the demand increases, right? Which like a hundred percent, you can absolutely do a lot of people do that. I remember, um, this is going way back. I'm sure it's probably more now, but Rachel Zoe back in the day said that it was $10,000 a day to work with her. Um, which is incredible. Like what a boss, <laughs> but if not, you've got to have scalable offers where you can help more people 
in the same amount of time and still know that you are ultimately serving them in the highest way possible and giving them what it is that they need. So again, that you're serving them and helping them solve a specific problem, if you will. And so learning how to create offers that are scalable that make the best of your time and all the people that come into your world is so incredibly important. And offers are fun because really the sky is the limit. Like you can put so many really fun things together that you love. Like some of the stylists I've helped over the years have blended astrology and style, ADHD and style, um, being a new mom with style. Some people have helped college students, right, prep for interviews and upgrade their style. Like there's, there's so many nuances and fun ways that you can incorporate other things that you're interested in outside of just having to be like the traditional wardrobe session if that's what you want, right? And so again, like you can really have some fun with this and you can have it done in a way that your people are dying to get in those offers because it speaks exactly to them. And so again, this is something that we cover in style inside of Style CEO much more in depth so that again, you can create things that are fun but are also unique to you and that can be scaled to serve more and more people as your business grows, which is really, really exciting. Now, the next one after that is to have big boundaries. You gotta have boundaries in your business. And this is a tough one for a lot of people to implement and it was really tough for me too. And I think it's just because all of us as entrepreneurs are just in a place of service. Like we really wanna help our people, of course. But at the same time, it can't be at the cost and expense of number one, your sanity, and number two, your business, because this is how you feed yourself, right? This is how you feed yourself. This is how you pay your bills and support yourself and your family. This is how you support your creative dreams as well. And so creating boundaries between where your free content ends and where your paid service begins is really important right? And so I know some stylists have expressed, you know, what do you do with friends that take advantage and and want free style advice or free shopping all the time? Or maybe it's like light work associates that kind of think that like, oh, I can just, I can drop in and and get them to give me some free fashion advice or take me shopping one day or, or even better. I've had some people say, oh, let's spend an afternoon shopping together And I'm thinking, well, yeah, it's nice for you, but it's work for me. (laughs) I don't want to feel like I'm on. That's not to say that you can't have fun shopping with your friends and stuff in the afternoon. A hundred percent, of course you can. But again, it's all about the intention behind things. And so again, establishing boundaries for yourself so that you're not resentful of people asking where it no longer feels good to you is really important. And so this is why I also tell a lot of stylists, you know, establish this boundary also for people that love to drop in the DMs and ask custom style questions. And they, these people don't necessarily mean anything by it. But again, it has to be a point where if you are providing so much wonderful value in everything else that you do, if they want a custom question answered, that's where the service begins, right? And anyone that takes offense to that or is turned off by that is someone that can't take advantage because of that boundary. I've always thought that. And so again, making it really clear, like they can go ask an influencer, right? If they want to ask a style question that may not have like, and they may not have the, um, the training or knowledge behind that. That's fine. Right. They can go ask another stylist that wants to answer that question. Right. But again, having that line drawn 
and offering them how you can help or how you can give them the answer within that service can be very, very helpful. It allows them the opportunity to invest in themselves and get the answer that they're looking for. And if they want to take up that up, of course, they are more than welcome to. If that doesn't feel aligned for them, they don't have to too. Not everybody has to be a client. But again, you having that boundary will save your sanity so you don't feel like you're being taken advantage of, right? And that's really the biggest piece because so many stylists tell me they feel resentful. All these people are up in their DMs and they're answering them all these custom questions, but yet these people are not hiring them. That's why. No one has to pay for the service if you're just answering all the custom questions and giving feedback in the DMs all the time, right? And so again, have some boundaries around where your service begins and the free content ends. And again, it's going to look absolutely different for everybody, but just something to be mindful of. Now, the next piece to scaling your business and personal styling is to actually see yourself in that position. I think a lot of times, and I was definitely here before, I always felt like success was for everyone else. Like I would watch all these people and I would hear these big numbers and I would, you know, watch in amazement and just and how their business had grown. And it was, I was kind of watching from this almost pedestal mentality of like, wow, they've achieved this thing. Like how lucky, that's amazing. I Like I wish that could happen for me, right? And sometimes when we do that, we have to be cautious in making sure that we're not putting that person on a pedestal or not, or making it seem like that's also not doable for us. Because if anyone can do something, we can do it too, 100%. And so it really changed for me when I stopped, or sorry, when I started normalizing larger amounts of income and I started seeing myself, like my business image kind of shifted and how I saw myself as a successful person. Now that doesn't mean that it shifted overnight, But when I started seeing myself that way as a successful person, I started seeing that mirrored back in my business, of course, because how we lead ourselves then shows up in our business. That's how it always happens. And so I really had to see myself as that successful person and start acting like her and started knowing very deeply that this was possible for me too, in order to have that be true in my life as well. When we make success a separate thing, right? And we make it this thing that we see for others, but we haven't really normalized that like this is also available for us too. There's a disconnect. Just like I've talked to women before about the fact that if you're someone that wants to be a stylish woman, you have to see yourself as stylish. You know, you can't start keep like calling yourself a sloppy individual, for example, because a stylish woman wouldn't say that self, say that sorry about herself, right? And so once you see yourself as a stylish woman, or in this case, a profitable business owner, a successful business owner, you will also start doing the things in tandem that a successful business owner will do as well, right? You have to see yourself there first. Your identity with that has to change. And so when you start seeing yourself as the full-time stylist, the the successful stylist, the multi-six-figure stylist, et cetera, your, your actions, thoughts, and everything else will also start to be in alignment with that, which is so incredibly powerful. Now, the next thing that will help you scale is to get in the room of those that are thinking bigger than you or are wanting the same thing as you. This, I cannot express how powerful it was for me. I remember the very, very first mastermind I ever went to. I, first of all, felt very alone before I even went to this mastermind because entrepreneurship sometimes can feel very lonely. 
And I remember when I started joining programs and went to a mastermind, it was so refreshing to be in the room with other people that wanted big things also. And that also had this internal knowingness that they were meant for more. And that was really powerful for me because I didn't have a lot of that surrounding me in my day-to-day life, right? I don't, I don't have a lot of entrepreneurs that surround me in my day-to-day life. And so it was really validating to be around others and feel seen in that capacity and know that I wasn't crazy for wanting the things that I wanted and that it wasn't selfish or whatever, fill in the blank. It was so lovely and normal. And so when I was around these other women that also wanted to expand, it really flicked a switch for me. And also at the same time, when I was in a room, whether it was my coach or mentor, or again, the other peers that around me, and they were talking about these numbers they were doing in their business that were larger than what I was doing. I just thought, whoa, like my gosh, (laughs) I'm not even doing that in like whatever period of time, never mind doing those kind that kind of numbers on like on a monthly basis. And what it did for me was just really shift what I thought was possible Because I realized for the longest time, I was thinking really small. I'd kind of put a cap on myself. And a lot of that for me, I'm just speaking through my personal lens, was because I remember Googling when I very first started what a personal stylist made. And I think it was around $56,000 or something, which is a nice income. But when I very first started getting honest with myself about what I wanted to do with my business, I was like, well, I want more than that. But I had so identified with the fact that that was all I was going to make was sorry, because I identified with all that, that was, oh my gosh, I'm tongue tied. (laughs) Because I only thought that the 56,000 was possible. I kept getting that kind of result in my business, right? I didn't know that more was possible. And so I love being in a room of entrepreneurs that not only just made money so normal, but they openly talked about it and they had gone so far. I just thought, my gosh, like my whole world was blown. And so when I was in a room with other big thinkers like that, it, I had no other choice but to expand and not from a place of feeling small, but just, it was this empowered internal bubbling in my chest. I was like, okay, let's do this. Let's go. <laughs> and I just felt so excited. I just felt so excited because now I had all this possibility in front of me, not knowing how the heck I was going to do it, but it, this, the, the room for possibility and that I was capable of it was so very cool for me. That really shifted so much for me in my business. And again, that kind of ties back into the last point in being able to see yourself in that position, right? I cannot tell you the power of, again, like masterminding mentorship programs, again, from being around like individuals, because it, it completely changed my life, truly, from being around others that, again, make you feel seen and show you what's possible. It was just the best thing for me in my business. And so again, all that to say, if any of you want to get in the room with other entrepreneurs wanting to scale, some are just getting started. Others have already hit six figures and are now looking to fly even further. This is the work we do inside of Style CEO. We're going to get into everything so much more in depth, including how to get in media and featured and all the things, including the offers, how to scale, the boundaries, success habits, all sorts of things so that you can thrive on your own terms. That is what I deeply want for you because I know you're probably someone that knows, you know, you know your stuff, right? And so maybe the business piece just hasn't fallen into place with you. And I know how frustrating that can feel because you just want to share your gift. And that was where I was too. And again, it was exactly why I created Style CEO because when I started, there was no such thing. (laughs) 
<laughs> when I started 16 years ago, there just wasn't any kind of resource like this. And so again, I would love to have you. The doors close this week. And otherwise, to all of my entrepreneurs out there, I'm sending you so much love. Please know you are deeply worthy of all the success you desire and more. I am rooting for you. Keep going because I know there are some days that can just feel so frustrating and hard. I believe in you. The magic is in your consistency and your voice and willingness just again to be seen and share with people all that you are. I'm sending you so much love to the moon and back and I'll catch you in the next episode. If you loved this episode, I would be honored if you would head over to iTunes and give it a five-star rating so we can reach more women, feel empowered and rise. And if you want more goodness to help you glow up, I would love to have you join me on Instagram. My handle is linked in the show notes or to join my newsletter where you will get a free wardrobe basics checklist along with must have styling tools that will change your wardrobe as soon as you join. Sending you all the love to the moon and back and I will catch you in the next episode.